does, Jesus saves to the utmost. Certainly we thank and praise God for his goodness today and for a reminder. You know, sometimes we have to be reminded of what the Lord can do. And I'm certainly here to remind you. And, you know, one thing for sure is that the message always goes to the messenger first. And so I remind myself, Jesus saves. I want to thank you for joining us on this first day of December 2020. And you are listening to Sunday Morning Live. That's SML from Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. You're inside the pages with me, none other, Pastor Carl Henderson. And you know there's no better place to be than in the Word of God. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, I am faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. There is no plan B when it comes to God. There's only a plan A, and that's God's plan. That's the Alpha plan. Amen. And so we believe that's the only way. It's the only way. You got to tell yourself. You got to know it for yourself that it is the only way. Many have tried other ways and have failed. Even salvation. Jesus said if you try to come up another way, you'll be considered a thief and a robber. There's no other way but through Jesus. If you've missed any of the messages, please visit ConnectingTruth.org and click God on Demand to accept the, the message archive. There, I'm sure there's a word from the Lord there that will bless your soul. And you know, and that's what we're about. We're about soul, you know, and, and because that's what matters. That's what matters in life. Every man has a soul. God said, all souls are mine. All souls, every soul. Any, any soul that you think of, I want you to know, no matter how good, no matter how bad, whether you know how you evaluate it, it still belongs to God. We're in the book of Ezekiel and on Tuesdays and you know we're traveling through that and we have we have covered a lot of ground and there's a lot of things that have not been covered you know and so uh, we've only looked at a high view of it but uh, in the book of Ezekiel I have certainly learned a lot about God and I hope that you're learning about him as well. You know, anytime you're in a relationship with someone, it's important to understand them. Uh, you have a friend, you know, this is my buddy, and you know, this is my, my friend, whether it's male or female, uh, you know, that you hang with, that you joke with, that you talk with. You learn them. You learn their character. You learn their behavior. You know, even to the extent where if you see them doing something wrong, you can... It's, uh, uh, intervene and say, hey, don't do that, man. That's not right. You know, hey, hey, babe, don't do that. That's not cool. Don't do that. You know, and so I've learned a lot about God uh, in the book of Ezekiel. And, you know, I'm just testifying for myself of what I've learned uh, over the over this time of just sitting down and and reading it, you know, and looking things up and, and just spending time. Uh, in those areas that sometimes we don't want to spend time in. And so uh, we covered the first through the third chapter where Ezekiel seeing the glory and receives the, the glory of God and receives the call to a higher level in ministry. 
uh, chapters 4 through 24 where uh, judgment is against God pronounces judgment against uh, the uh, Judah for their spiritual mental health and uh, uh, and their physical behavior toward God and his word then we uh, find ourselves here in the, in the 25th chapter through the 32nd chapter of and, and it's just as I read through that, my mouth, I just really was at awe at, as God is dealing and pronouncing judgment against the gloating nations uh, which attempted to use Israel's situation against him. Your enemy, the enemy, the prince of the air, the devil, Lucifer, uh, Satan himself will use situations against you. He'll influence someone else to work against you, especially when you get out the will of God. When you do something that God said don't do, and I want to encourage you right there while I'm thinking about it, is that the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy is a well-known passage of scripture. Maybe you don't know it from, from me saying the 28th chapter, but there are particular verses that people have quoted where it talks about being the head and not the tail, being the lender and not the bar. I want to encourage you to read that entire 28th chapter of Deuteronomy. The entire chapter, don't leave any of it out. Read all of it because uh, God does not give us one part without telling us all of it. He gives us all of it, what we can and cannot, what we should and should not, you know. And so it's very, it's imperative. It's imperative for us. All we're doing is exercising, uh, uh, you know, there's a set, there's gold and then there's fool's gold. I'll put it that way. Uh, you know, uh, there's true faith and then there's a uh, faith. There's a, uh, because it don't, it don't. It's not for you. It's intended to line up with God's purpose and what he has to say. And so uh, as in reading that, I'm like, wow, you know, here we are at the, uh, coming towards the end of the 32nd chapter. And, um, and, you know, and so as I was meditating upon the word of God and, and, and thinking about it, I heard the spirit of the Lord say, this is a season for revival. You know, this is a season for revival, recovery, uh, revitalization, restoration. Uh, you know, this is your spirit man needs to be restored. Your spirit man needs to be fortified. It has been a year. It has been uh, a challenge for those that are saved and those that are not saved. Those that call upon the name of the Lord and those that have not called upon his name. The Bible said it rains upon the good and it rains upon the bad. It, the sun shines upon the just and it shines on the unjust. And so we're, uh, uh, all of us are experiencing certain, you know, uh, experiencing things, but it is a time for God's elect. It is a time of restoration. It's a time of recovery. It's a time of re revitalization. And, and so, you know, that's through the spirit of God. And I'm telling you, if you hear what I'm saying, if you allow what God wants to do in this, in this season, you're going to be a great, you're going to be a recipient of something great. You're going to be a recipient that, that this time you'll be walking around with a, uh, with, a, with an illumination knowing of the power that, uh, where uh, the scripture says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You'll know what I'm talking about. And so the Bible tells us in the 32nd chapter, and while you're turning there, let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you for your goodness. We honor you for your grace. 
Lord God, for blessing us to come together near and far. Lord God, those that are listening, Lord God, via internet, however it phones, Lord God. Lord Jesus, ask that you would bless them. Lord God, bless those that are faithful, those that are obedient to your word. Bless those that are supporting your, your word, Lord God. We just thank you right now, Father. Lord God, and we just pray your blessing upon them. Lord Jesus, and whomever they come in contact with, so that they will know the kingdom of God is near. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you would bind the works of the enemy. Lord Jesus, you know situations that people are dealing with, Lord. That you're elect, Lord God, give wisdom. Pray for knowledge, Lord God. Lord, and understanding, Lord Jesus, in approaching the matters, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord God, we'll be able to, we'll give you the praise. We're going to testify of your goodness. We're going to give you the glory. We're going to lift you up, Lord God. We're going to exalt you even more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord God. We magnify you, Lord, Lord, for your goodness. We magnify you, Lord God, for your grace. Lord God, for putting breath in his body, Lord God, and we're exhaling a praise. We're exhaling worship unto you, Lord God. Lord, and we ask that you will fill us with your spirit. Fill us again, Lord God. Lord, bless and touch us, Lord God. Help us to walk according to your way. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible tells us in Ezekiel, the 32nd chapter, uh, I'm going to read a few verses here. It says, for thus said the Lord, and I have that underlined, for thus said the Lord, because that matters. And so the Bible said, thus said the Lord God, the, the sword of the king of Babylon shall come upon thee. And by the swords of the mighty will I cause thy multitude to fall, the terrible of the nations, all of them, and they shall spoil the pop of the pulp of Egypt, and all the multitudes thereof shall be destroyed. I will destroy also all the beasts thereof from beside the waters, the great waters. Neither shall the, the foot of man trample uh, uh, them any more, nor the hoofs of beasts trouble them. Then shall I make their waters deep and cause their rivers to run like oil, saith the Lord God. When I shall smite, when I shall make the land of Egypt desolate, and the country shall be destitute of that whereof it was full, when I shall smote all of them that dwell therein, then shall they know that I am the Lord. That's another important thing to underline because that has been the theme uh, throughout the scriptures that we have read thus far is that the Lord keeps emphasizing that I am the Lord. I'm sovereign God. I don't believe that many of us today get the fact that God is sovereign. And we might confess that uh, because we have a knowledge, but I, when we talk about God being sovereign, you know, uh, if, if you saw the president, you're not going to run across his path and just run up to him and treat him any kind of way. You're not just going to run up to the CEO of any uh, uh, of any uh, fortune company and treat them any kind of way. Uh, you're not going to just treat anybody any kind of way in whom you respect. However, we treat the tendency of treating God any kind of way has existed uh, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in our homes, you know, and uh, just globally, period. The Lord said that they shall know I am the Lord. This is the lamentation wherewith they shall laminate, laminate her. Uh, the, the daughters of the nations shall lament her. 
They shall lament for her, even for Egypt and for all her multitude, saith the Lord God. Now, I was just really, as I said earlier, I was at all when I thought about how much time God has spent with Egypt and the surrounding countries of Egypt. And so, you know, uh, and so I don't know if they just did not believe or, you know, maybe Israel was just having a problem. They were struggling and believe, I, I, you know, we should believe what God is saying. And so I, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, when God sends a word, when God sends a word, when God speaks. The Bible said, for thus said the Lord, the Lord God. Now, not your mother, not your father, not your brother, sister, not your cousin, you know, your friend, your homie, whomever, uh, you know. But when God sends a word, the people of God should not have selective hearing. Uh-huh. Uh, many that say they believe are very selective about what they're listening to. Uh, they will uh, listen to something when it says, I'm going to, uh, you're going to get a blessing. You know, the people like to hear that. They like for the prophet to come and say, you know, and, and to prophesy over them that, that, that this time and next year, uh, thus and such, or, you know, in seven days, you're going to go to the, listen, the, the word of God by itself is, the, is a prophecy and it is fulfilling in our lives daily if we just live by the word of God. However, many do not want to do that. And so they're very selective. But when God sends a word, we should not be selective. The world takes the word of God as an option, not the people of God. The people of God, we don't take God's word as an option. You know, uh, we don't want to do it. Maybe one. No. It, now, the Bible said, let every man be persuaded by his own mind. But we also know that it is not an option for those that are called by his name. And so the people of God, you know, I heard a song the other day, a singer, and it sounded real good. And they said, I'll walk a thousand miles, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm like, no, just, just, just walk down the street and around the corner and be on time. That's all God is asking for. He's not asking you to walk a thousand miles, 5,000 miles, 10,000 miles. No, he just said, drive down the street, a 20, a 20 minute drive, you know, and be on time for service and get involved with the service. You don't have to walk a thousand miles because the truth is, is that you're not going to do it. You're not even going five miles. Let's be for real tonight. And, and so uh, someone else, uh, a song, uh, if I had 10,000 tongues, I would use every one just to give you a praise. But God is not asking for that. He's asking you for you to just use the one that you have when God sends a word. He just wants you to use the one that you have in, in, in worship, in spirit, and in truth. Use the one uh, that you have to pray with. Use the one that you have to give thanksgiving with. And after you've done your prayer, after you've given thanksgiving, after you have blessed someone else, bridle it, put it on lockdown, zip it up. You know, leave it alone. Uh, don't don't say nothing. Don't make no comments. Consider yourself before you say anything to anybody. When God sends a word, he sends a word of encouragement. He sends a word of praise. He sends a word of rebuke, a word of instructions. He sends a word of elevation or humility. But uh, don't be selective and, and don't pick out all the red M&Ms. Uh, you know, don't pick out all the green M&Ms or the yellow M&Ms. You know, this isn't a bag of candy. It's your soul salvation. So when God sends a word, you got to take it all. The Bible says that uh, keep thy foot 
when thou comest to the house of God and be more ready to hear. Hearing uh, is the faculty of perceiving sound, the, the opportunity of one's uh, state of being. And so therefore we are to keep our foot when we come into the house of God and do what? Be ready to hear. Why? Because God is sending a word. And so, and not to give up, you know, when we get up and we start doing other things, when we become preoccupied, and, you know, and spending time and uh, doing other things in the midst of the service, then we're doing nothing but offering up the sacrifice of fools. For they consider not what they do is evil. You know, if you thought about what you were doing was evil, you wouldn't be quick to do it. And so the Bible, that's the word of God. Uh, you'll find that in Ecclesiastes 5 and 1. And so I need to hear a word. I want to hear what God is saying. And you should want to hear what God is saying. That should be our mindset when we walk into the house of God. Every service is about you and it is about your well-being. Therefore, when we come to the house of God, we ought to be praying, Lord, touch the preacher. Lord God, don't let him be caught up in himself. Lord God, touch whomever is going to present the word. Lord God, we're not looking for emotionalism, but we're looking for spiritual. We're looking for spiritual food to feed our soul. We're not looking to be tricked into anything, you know, uh, too many uh, uh, to get the women on my side, to get the men on my side, and, you know, uh, work them against each other, and, you know, to get a bunch of amen. No, it's not about that. It's about presenting Christ and him crucified. It's about presenting the word of God. And when God sends the word, the Bible tells us, the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. We need to understand that when God sends a word, the Bible said, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak. Uh, we ought to be quiet and listen. We ought to tune in to what God has to say, uh, like we're tuning in as a radar. We're trying to, we're zeroing in upon what God has to say. Uh, we want to catch every syllable. We want to catch every sound. We want to catch the tone of God's voice. We want to know if he's pleased. We want to know if he's displeased. We want to know what God has to say about the situation. Uh, therefore, when God sends a word, uh, the Bible tells us over in Colossians 3, 15 and 17, it said, let the peace of God rule in your heart. But the only way the peace of God can rule in your heart is if when you receive the word of God to watch and be called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. The only way to allow the word of God to dwell in you richly is that you receive the word. And so when God sends a word, I'm not going to do what? I'm not going to offer up the sacrifice of foods. I'm going to understand that God is in his temple and I'm going to keep silent so I can hear the word. I'm going to be swift to hear. I'm going to tell my neighbor to be quiet. Don't bug me right now. Uh, keep your child still. Uh, get them under control. Raise them up in the way they should go. Have respect in the house of God. Bless your name, Jesus. And so the Bible tells us that when God sends a word, it's to send and richly bless you. It's to teach you and it's so that you can admonish one another in psalms and hymn and spiritual song and singing so that the grace of God is in your heart. Bless your Lord God and whatsoever you do in word or deed uh, to do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks unto God the Father by him. The Bible tells us over in 1 Peter, the fifth chapter, it said that elders, listen here, elders, every minister, listen here, the evangelist, if you're an apostle, if you're a bishop, whatever your title might be, uh, you need to listen to what the word of God is saying because the Bible said, I exhort you, even myself as an elder and a witness and uh, of the suffering of Christ 
uh, also a partake of the glory that should be revealed. He said, feed the flock of God. When God gives you a word, uh, listen here. The Bible tells us, I believe it's in Malachi, that the minister has an obligation to sit at the feet of God and to be fed the word of God. And then we come to the church house and on the air or on the TV and regurgitate the word of God to give back what God has given us, not by a, a fee, uh, not, uh, we're not doing it to get paid, but we're doing it in obedience to the word of God. He said, feed the flock of God, which is among you and taking the oversight. In other words, watch out for their soul, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but in a ready mind. My mind is ready. Your mind should be ready because God's word is on ready. We shouldn't put God on standby. When he sent a word, let's not hit the pause button. When God sent a word, don't send it to voicemail. When God sent a word, don't say, I'll check it out later. But we ought to give God our unadulterated attention. Give God what he deserves. He goes on to say, don't be a Lord over God's inheritance, but be an example to the flock. That means that the minister, the elder themselves should be receiving the word of God. When the word of God is coming, they should sit down and be quiet. When the word of God is coming, it means that they humble themselves. When the word of God is coming, no matter whom it's coming from, when it's the word of God, what should we do? Not offer up the sacrifice of fools. What should we do? Keep Keep our foot in the house of God. What should we do? Humble ourselves and receive what God has to say. Why? Because it's the mighty hand of God that exalts us in due time. Therefore, we can cast all our cares upon him. Bless your name, Jesus. The Bible tells us to be sober. <clears throat> Bless your Lord God. The word will make you sober. When the enemy sets you up and try to do a sobriety check on you, when you've got the word of God in you, you will pass the test. Well, he tells us to be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's looking to destroy your soul. But if you have the word of God, hallelujah, bless your name, Jesus. When you got the word of God, you're wearing a helmet of salvation. When you got the word of God, your shoe is uh, your feet are shod in the preparation of the gospel. When you got the word of God, you're wearing the breastplate of righteousness. When you got the word of God, you got a shield of faith. When you got the word of God, your loins have been girded up. When you got the word of God, you got a sword in your hand. You got a way to defend yourself. Well, what's your name? Jesus. When the enemy told Jesus to, to turn the stone of bread, he said, uh, uh, you shall not tempt the Lord thy God. Listen here, he had the word in him. He refuted him with the word. That's why when the word comes, when God sent the word, you don't want to miss it. When God sent the word, you don't want to mess it up. When God sent a word, it's full of grace. It's full of power. It has all the essentials uh, to deal with the pain. It's a painkiller. Uh, you know that. I know that for myself. Uh, that the word of God is a painkiller because sometimes the enemy will sneak up on you and he'll blindside you. Sometimes the enemy will sneak up on you and he'll steal something from you. Sometimes the enemy will sneak up on you and hit you when you're not ready, hit you when you're not looking. Uh, bless your name, Lord God. And so the word of God, it's a painkiller, pain in the church, pain on the job, pain in the home, 
pain in relationship that make you want to sedate yourself. Oh, so much pain sometimes. You want to drink something. You want to take something. You want to smoke something. You want to just run away and be by yourself. But let me tell you now, the word of God, it will act as its own anesthesia. It'll put you to sleep. It'll heal your body. It'll raise you up. It'll give you a new mindset. It'll give you the strength. It'll give you the power that you need. David said, my foot almost slipped. I saw the, the wicked spread out and prospered like a green beet tree tree. But then I went into the house of God. When I got to church, I remembered the word of God and I experienced some grace. I experienced some power. The tears that I had became lighter. The burden I had became lighter. Things began to change. No, I didn't understand everything, but as I kept going, the word kept coming. The word kept coming and one day it overtook me. One day the word of God will overtake you. All you got to do is be sensitive to the word of God. Listen to what God has to say. Uh, you might have been cut and bruised by the enemy, but let me tell you, the word of God will cause the blood, the spiritual blood to coagulate. And after a while, the scab will form. And after a while, the scab will fall off and it'll be healed. After a while, it'll be callous in that place, meaning that the enemy can't hurt you there no more. Uh, he can't, he's going to try, but he can't do it because the word of God has made you callous in that area. Uh, not in compassion. Uh, you still got compassion, but the word of God God has healed you in that area. Bless your name, Jesus. Therefore, it won't hurt like it used to. Uh, it takes you to another level in the ministry. It takes you another level in your livelihood and your living. Uh, it establishes you. It gives you a new life. It gives you purpose and persuasion, which establishes and molds you. It places you in a mold that only you can fit into. A mold that only you can fit into. Let me, let me say that again, bless you Jesus. There are some things that only you are, can fit into. God has established it, he has arranged it, and it has your DNA. It's only for you, it's not for anybody else. No one else can do it but you. And so by yielding, when God sends that word, and by you uh, uh, erasing, moving the excuses, moving the things out of the way that they say, well, you know, that's not for me. No, yes it is, because God sent it for you. That's why you heard it. That's why you're listening to it. That's why you remember it. That's why you had that dream. That's why you had that vision. That's why it was pronounced over you, because it was for you. When God sent that word, listen, when God sends the word, when God sends the word, you gotta tell, you gotta tell the enemy, you have to tell yourself, shh. Listen. You gotta, yeah, tell, shh. Listen. Listen. You have to listen to what God is saying. The Bible says, but the God of all grace who have called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen you, settle you. Why? That's the word of God. No matter how dry the message, listen. Mm. Now, in the, the book of Ezekiel, you, we've been talking about traveling through the book of Ezekiel. You know, when you're reading the, the reading the, 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 the word of God sometimes, it, it, you know, it's, it doesn't, it don't make you want to jump up and shout all the time. 
But sometimes you have to sit there and you have to labor through it. So no matter how dry it appears, the word of God, wow, that seems very, no matter how dry it appears, or boring it might seem, or how redundant it sounds. You know, I was reading the scripture and it sounded very, but I'm like, God, obviously God felt it was important so that he persuaded, the Bible said, holy man uh, was moved as the spirit of God moved upon them. And so the scriptures were written. So obviously God felt that was very important to write it, no matter how redundant you think it is. No matter how dry you might think, God had a reason for it. And so God sent his word and we should not be selective about it. And so we have to labor through it. We have to get in, we have to be studious. Just as studious in the word of God as you are academically. I hope you're being academic. I hope you're standing, you're standing to your studies. You know, for those of you, if you're not studying, if you're not reading anything, let me tell you something right now. Men, brother, especially men, you cannot rise above your knowledge. If you're not reading a book, and I'm not talking about no foolishness, because I see brothers and people playing video games, but don't pick up a book, don't have a conversation. The uh, only thing that they can talk about is something that they heard via the internet or in conversation, but they have no, no knowledge themselves. Ladies, you don't want to, uh, listen, men, you don't want a sister that can't hold a conversation. Pick up a book. Get some knowledge. Get something in you. Get something that's going to fortify you so that you can rise above, because you cannot rise above your knowledge. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. When God sends a word, it's to bring us up to a level, not to lower us. Listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not long-winded tonight. I'm just, I, I just wanted to get it out. You know, sometimes you just got to sock the enemy where it hurts. You know, when he comes against you, do something right. Do something that's real for the Lord. And so I have five questions. This is important. Because when God sends his word, when God speaks, what is your immediate reaction? You know, the minister's up and he's preaching the word of God or uh, taking on a subject. Do it make you feel uncomfortable? Taking on a subject, especially when it gets to talking about relationships. People don't want, don't talk about my relationship. You're not supposed to know my business. Listen, if God gives a minister a word and tell you that Negro is no good for you, tell you that sister is no good for you, tell you to leave them alone, you need to listen because late, sooner or later you're going to be coming back asking, mm, you're going to need God's help. Let me tell you something about God's help. When we don't listen to God, what makes you think he's going to listen to you? I know we don't like to think about that, but that is the scripture. God said, when your calamity come upon you, I'll mock you. I'll laugh at you. You don't want to get into that situation of, of God mocking you. You don't want to get it. Listen, let me go on. I'm, what was your immediate reaction? Did you begin to feel a certain way? And, and, you know, when did you start to feel that way? Well, the preacher was talking about me. No, God sent a word to straighten you out. God sent a word to encourage you to do what you need to do. Just like he sent a word to straighten me out, to encourage me to do what I needed to do. And every other individual that is called, that is the elect of God, received a word to straighten them out, to encourage them to do what they need. 
needed to do. And so, did you begin to feel a certain way and when? Who was with you at the time you felt that way? Well, my friend was with me and they told me I, that really wasn't for me. Your friend is not the word of God. And your friend is not going to stand in judgment with you. Uh-huh. Therefore, when someone re-preaches the message or gives you advice over the minister that has given you the word of God, there's a problem. When God sends a word, did those around you have a similar reaction? Hmm. Where were you exposed and need to change? When God sends a word, our attitude is everything. Our attitude is everything. You got to tell yourself, shh, listen, God is speaking. When God speaks, shh, hush. When God speaks, put a piece of candy in that baby's mouth because you want to hear what God say. When God speaks, don't start popping your gum. Put in some tissue. When God speaks, my God, listen, you pray for the ministers. Pray for the, the spiritual leaders so that they will break, so that they will give you the word of God because I'm looking for God to do excerpts. I'm looking for God to do extraordinary work, you know, in this lifetime that in this little bit of life that he's given me and whatever exposure that he's given to you, I'm looking for God to do the great things that the word of God says that he will do. And we can't do that without hearing the word of God. Let me give you a secret right quick. The church dictates the message. Your behavior, your actions dictate when you're not in the presence of the pastor. When you're off doing your daily thing, you on your excursions, what your actions dictate the message. The message comes because God looks at the group of people that's going to be gathering here at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. And he said, wow, those people, you know, I'm, that's me, you know, uh, wow, those people are being obedient. They're being faithful. They're, they're seeking their, their, uh, with their whole heart. Therefore, they, my word says they will find me because they're seeking me with their whole heart. I'm going to bless them. God sends the message because of, because of their act. Oh, wait a minute. There's a group of people over there on that street, Exit Street at, at one South Street, and they are not, uh, and they're, and God sends a word for them. Listen, our attitude is everything. Now, I want to give you a reading assignment. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop, but the reading assignment, re continue reading the, the 23rd. I know I talked about Deuteronomy 28, reading that. Read the 23rd, uh, excuse me, the 22nd chapter, 20, chapter 32 of Ezekiel. God expressed his anger against, for the Egyptians' shenanigans toward his elect. I want you to walk in obedience. Thank you, Jesus, my God. Bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Walk in obedience of God's word so that you can see 
and know his response of what I am saying. God is going to, God responds to the obedience. That's why he said obedience is better than sacrifice. And so the shenanigans that the Egyptians were going and those surrounding nations was going toward his elect. Egypt represents the world's view and Pharaoh, the prince of the air. And I just want you to know that we are moving into another area of prophecy as we enter, as we exit from this particular chapter into uh, chapter 33, we're entering into an area of illumination of God's people. And so God, remember, God had to work with his people to get them to a certain place so that he can bless them and, and take them to the expected end. And that's what God wants to do with you, is to take you to the expected end. And so we're moving into that area of prophecy you know, and, uh, and as I said, read those particular verses, read those particular uh, scriptures that I've mentioned. I thank God this evening for his exhortation, his word. Amen. And before we close, before we, before we get off the air, you know, I uh, just thank God. I'm excited about our Lord and Savior. I'm excited about the power of God, you know, and what God is doing because we're allowing him to do and to be God. We're allowing him to be sovereign in our lives. Allow him to be sovereign. You know, overcome. The Bible said we overcome evil with good, which means that, you know, all of us, everybody overcomes. You know, everyone had to overcome. No matter who you think of in the scripture, they had to overcome. They had to resist doing what was wrong in order to do what was right. Bless your name, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word of exhortation this evening. Lord God, we just pray and ask that you would bless the listeners to receive what has been spoken, Lord God, and to uh, apply it into their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, that you be glorified, that you are magnified even more. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Listen, uh, if you've been encouraged by this ministry, please share it with someone else. You know, send them the link, send them the link, you know. And so, again, we're preparing to do live stream video. We're working on that. Thank God we have capable hands. You know, it's a process. When you want to do something right, when you want to do something right, it takes time. But I'm excited about that. And I thank God for the capable hands that he has sent and the willingness in the mind. And so, and ask that you would continue to hold Pastor Henderson up in prayer. I solicit your prayers. Prayer is needed for every man, you know, as I pray for you. And, and I want you to, to also to know and remember that the songs uh, that are that we play, besides those that are being sung by our songstress, um, you know, is and those featured are respective property of the artists and their producers, you know. I play a little bit of, well, at least I, I thought I was playing a little bit of instrument, but compared to what's out there today, it is not the same. But, you know, let's pray for one another. Pray for somebody else. Pray for them. You know, God bless you. I'll be back on Thursday to talk about Acts of the Holy Ghost. And until then, I, I hope to see you soon. You know, our church doors are open. We do believe in being cautious and safe. You know, the Lord has blessed us in a, with a nice edifice to, you know, that spacious. And so, uh, again, you know, hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, God bless you. Be blessed and bless somebody else.